Hello, folks. This is your host, Ellie Tascari, welcoming you to Faith Uncensored. Today, you will hear stories of real people who step by faith into the footprints of Jesus. Enjoy the show. Hey, people, welcome to Faith Uncensored, another new episode here. And I have the privilege to have here with me a good friend of mine. His name is uh, Lee Ellis. And I'm sorry, I'm struggling saying it. How, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing amazing. But you said it correctly because usually people say Lee or Leia because it's the spelling L-E-I-G-H. So you said it right, Lee. So Lee Ellis, welcome <laughs> to the show. And I met Lee um, actually pretty recently through some common friends. He has an amazing documentary on Facebook and he's the leader, the, the founder of um, One Nation Project. Yes. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I'm going to let him talk. But I saw this documentary and I, I loved it. And I said, I do want you in my show and I want to hear what you have to say. So today, Lee Ellis, One Nation Project. How you doing again? I am uh, doing absolutely wonderful. Okay. Um, and I do want to make sure that when I, I throw this out there, it's not a, a documentary per se. It's a, we call it the the One Nation Project trailer because it really, it kind of sets a tone um, and it, it, we created it to wake people up to where we're at as a nation. And so uh, we created that documentary to kind of hopefully give people a sense of urgency and recognize the sign of the times in which we mm -hmm. live. And, uh, and so that's why we call it a trailer, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a documentary if it's only, okay. it's only about two minutes long, but, so, uh, <laughs> so what is one nation project? Let's yeah. So one nation project, it. we started one nation project, uh, last year, uh, the end of October, tail end of October, early November. And, uh, and our, our mission is to unite people through two things. And that's, that's community service and education to preserve our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, and that's, that's what we do. And what we do in that process is moving towards our vision, which in, again, a vision is future casting. So a vision is where you're going. Your mission is how you get there. And our vision, and you're probably going to recognize this because it comes straight from our Pledge of Allegiance. And I'll touch on that here in a second. But our vision is one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think it's really sad that our vision statement is taken from our Pledge of Allegiance right? Because that's what we once were. We once were one nation under God, indivisible. We're not indivisible today. Mm. We're, we're more polarized and divided than ever before in history. We are. And there's not liberty and justice for all. Now, for most people, there are. Um, and when I say most people, there are, what I really mean is out here, um, you know, in the, in the natural, we're free. There's not a law on the book that's discriminatory. There's not a law on the book that singles anyone out. Mm -hmm. But... There are people that aren't free in here. In their minds. They're not free in their minds. Um, and then something else that is a huge issue here in this nation is human trafficking. That is real modern day slavery. slavery. And so that's one of the initiatives that we hope to unite people around is the fight against human trafficking. Oh, that's beautiful. And this is the right place to talk about it. You know, I uh, we had an episode with uh, our great friend Bob Wicker and he works for Elijah Rising and they are fighting human human traffic so you know we are very in, in favor of that and whatever really as Faith Uncensored we can do we will do so you know you're welcome to talk about it but um, and, and, I'll, and I'll just throw this out there uh, you know in case he's listening to this yeah is that 
I want to work with Elijah Rising. I want One Nation Project to partner with Elijah Rising, and I want to see what kind of volunteer opportunities that we can do um, to work with Elijah Rising, you know, as well as we other... Were, we were last night with Elijah Rising, actually, in uh, Houston, Bissonette. Yeah. Oh, so, Bissonette. Yeah, that's the, the, yeah, Interna- the hot the spot. Hot for- spot that, that that track is is known internationally. Mm-hmm. That's and it, it's It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a person there that um, there was a gentleman that was just uh, roaming around, let's say. And the Lord sp- spoke to Bob and told him, hey, you know, pray for that guy. And they, uh, in the end, they were able to talk to this man. And he gave his life to Jesus. Wow. So it was amazing. I have the interview. If you guys go on my Faith and Censor uh, podcast on YouTube, um, sorry, not on YouTube, sorry, on Facebook, you can find uh, Bob Wicker's testimony about this and he was super excited yesterday so they're doing a great job here in houston with uh you know fighting human traffic yeah come on that's just that's that's so good Mm -hmm. and and, you know the bible says that we that uh, we overcome the works of the enemy by two things the blood of the lamb and the word word of our testimony testimony. (laughs) and that that's just so good yeah 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 so one nation project so just the word one nation you know this is this this comes from the pledge of allegiance Mm-hmm. And you said it's sad that we have that because we shouldn't. We should be already one nation under God, but we are divided. You said we are divided. We are polarized nowadays, and things are going. What, what do you What do you mean with that? What do What's well? So a lot of it has to do with, and and I'll try to, I'll try to put this together in a way that, that's that's um, that's that makes sense uh, and very focused. And so uh, I'm going to go back to the the word. Because everything that we do with One Nation Project, uh, the God is our foundation. The Bible is our foundation. The Word of God is our foundation. And I'm going to throw this out there. Just like our Constitution, whether anybody believes it or not, our Constitution was founded on the Word as well. Our founding fathers um, unequivocally um, came together and built our laws, the Bill of Rights, our Constitution, all of that on the Word of God. So but let, let me let me... Make sure I don't get off topic on that because well, we can definitely talk a little bit more about that. Um, so in the word, it says that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Mm-hmm. Outside of the word, we see this with Sam Houston. He said, um, uh, a nation divided against itself cannot stand. And then later on, Abraham Lincoln echoed that very statement. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing today is we're seeing an agenda. And, and I believe that it's an anti-God agenda um, there is, an, a, there is a, a war, there's a culture war for the heart and soul of our nation. When you have a nation that is, has a foundation, and that foundation, our constitution being on the word, you can take that building and you can put it on another foundation, but the foundation's there. You mm-hmm. start to pull that, if you pull that foundation out from underneath the building, what happens? The building collapses. The constitution of the United States is, there's been no other uh, governing document like the constitution. So the average governing document that governs a nation, that, that's, that's an average of between nine and 12 years that that government document uh, stays in place before they go back to the drawing board and come up and create a new governing document. Our constitution has been in place for over 200 years. That speaks volumes, and I believe that it's because of how our nation was founded, because we were founded on Judeo-Christian values, mm-hmm. always putting God first above all. As a matter of fact, if you go to our Bill of Rights, and if you look at you look at even the Constitution, it talks about where our rights come from. 
And this is a question I've thrown out yeah. to our Where do to they our come from? Do, do they come from God or do they come from, from government? Our founding fathers believed that our rights as humans, they we have in certain inalienable God-given rights mm-hmm. that no one has the uh, authority to take away from you. Yes. What we see now is we see an attack on on our morals, our, our moral values, our and our, and, and our rights. Mm-hmm. So when we look at when we look at morality, we have a lot of subjective moral standards today. What's right for you may not be right for me. What's yeah. wrong for you might not be wrong for me truth and vice versa. Is not absolute. Truth. Right. Yeah. You have your truth and I have mine, so it's not true. We have <laughs> we have all of these things going on and here's here's the issue. Whenever you remove God from your mm-hmm. foundation, you remove God out of government, out of schools, you remove prayer out of schools, you, you all of this stuff. Where does your moral where do your moral values come from? Yes. Right? All of a sudden now you have morality that's based on subjective opinion. Yes. And that's why there's so much confusion in the world right now about what's right, what's wrong. We have like we don't we 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 can't define what's a male or a female anymore. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on and it, it's that were very simple to define. Yeah, but it's but it's because mm-hmm. if you don't have a belief in a higher power, if you don't have a belief in God, then where does where, where do your moral values come yes. from? Yes. And so there is an that, attack yes. on on the morality in this nation. And and it's all because slowly but surely God has been removed out of everything. Yes. And now morality is based on subjective opinion instead of objective moral truth. Yes. And I once I was reading this book, um, Tortured for Christ. Um, now the, the gentleman's name, I don't remember. But the torturer, the man that was in charge of torturing him, he said, I don't believe in God. Nobody can judge me for what I'm doing. I don't care what I'm doing to you. Nobody's judging me. I mean, this man knew that he didn't believe in God. Not believing in God was causing him to go wild mm-hmm. with his madness and evilness, you know. But this is what the, I believe, communism, not, not I believe, I'm sorry. This is what communism is founded on, the absence of God. There is no higher power yep. that have a say on any matter. And I'm sorry, I'm derailing this conversation. No, I come come from a, I come a. I come from a semi-socialist country. I hope my fellow Italians are not mad about this, me saying this. But when we see that um, the government has authority to control your life, you know, you, you're, you don't have any freedoms in the end. And I, I have a deep hate for socialism and then the success, succeed, what happens after socialism, that communism... I have a deep hate for that yeah. because I come from a country like that. And to see the United States deteriorating towards that in that direction, it makes me very frustrated. It makes me feel very frustrated and not mad. I can imagine. And here's, <laughs> and here's mad, you know, you know, and here's, here's what's funny is, uh, I mean, it's not funny, but, but hopefully the listeners know what I mean when I say that, <laughs> because sure. I, I see Candace Owens will say, you know, that's funny because, and then they, they hone in on the fact yeah. she said that's funny. I don't think that that's funny. It's like, come on. Yes, I, um, saw, I think yeah. I saw that. <laughs> but what's funny is you don't see people flooding to, to Italy. No. That, right, right. They're not, they're, they're not flooding to Venezuela. Yeah. Right. They're not going to these places. Why, Why are they going? They're going to, they're wanting to come here. Yes. And why do we want to turn a country in a country that is similar to the one they 
they they right. ran away from. Absolutely. Why? Why? There's no point. You know, they want America because of the freedom that there is in America. I do. I want America for the freedom that I have here. So and, and so and so what we're seeing and 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 it's taking a long time to get there but to answer your question. But what we're seeing is we're seeing um, objective morality. We're seeing objective moral truths being stripped away from our nation, mm-hmm. which is what brought people together. Yes. And now we're living in a culture where emotionalism and opinion and the way we feel is ruling. Yeah. And if you and I don't feel the same way about a certain topic, what's going to ultimately happen? Division. Division. Right? We're going to go find a, a new tribe or we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to try to go build an echo chamber somewhere with people that believe the same thing that we all, I mean, all of a sudden you have, you know, multiple groups of people all fighting because, well, this is what I believe. Well, no, that's wrong. This is, this is the, this is my truth. Right? Yeah. I hate that and, term, and, my and, truth. And, and this, yes, I was reading a book <laughs> about it, but, um, but the, the thing that, the fact that it's an opinion I mean, that can really change. I mean, today, this is my opinion today. Tomorrow, I may change. Right. So, you know, this thing is continuously evolving. And like you said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. A nation divided. And, and I believe the plan of the enemy, because another, another lie around here that the devil doesn't exist. People remember the devil exists. Yes. And he, he takes pleasure in the fact that we say that he doesn't exist. But one of these scheming is to divide us. And once we are divided, he can come and take over. You know, people, when are divided, there is chaos, there is confusion, and they may look for a savior, which is not, they're not looking for Jesus at this, this point. You know, there, this is what's going on. And there is a lot of division. I'm sorry, I'm going to let you talk. I mean... <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I love it. Because what you're saying reminds me of the scripture that says, you know, that your enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring like a- lion seeking whom he may devour. What a lot of people don't know, and I don't know if you know this, do you, do you know how lions hunt? Um, no, no, refresh my memory. So I don't remember. The, the male lions actually don't do the hunting. It's, it's, the, it's the lionesses, Lioness. <laughs> okay? Well, a male lion's roar literally shakes the ground. It makes the ground tremble. So they kind of work as a team. So whenever the Bible says that the devil prowls around like a roaring lion... Doesn't say that now. Here's the thing I want to point out, and it's kind of a sidetrack here. It doesn't say he is a roaring lion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It says like, like a roaring lion. Because see, Jesus is the real lion. Oh, man. He is the lion and the lamb. Oh, I, 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 I don't want to get preachy. So let, let's just back up. Like a roaring lion. A male lion, well, the, the, the lions will look at a herd of, say, wildebeests. Mm-hmm. If they were to attack that herd, They'd get destroyed because that herd is is unified in that moment, mm-hmm. and they'll trample over the lions. Yes. So the lions know that they have to be strategic. They have to be strategic, and that that word is so important. The enemy is very strategic. The enemy wiggles his way into our lives, into our minds through um, Netflix, through social media, through misinformation, through entertainment. Funny story. The word. Muse means to think. If you add an A in front of the word muse, it literally is the opposite of whatever the root word was. That word A muse, amuse, amusement, Mm -hmm. literally means not to think. Mm. Whenever we're being entertained, whether it's watching Netflix or on social media or doing whatever, like we're not thinking. 
Uh, we're passive. We're very passive. Anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there. Again, that's another rabbit trail we could go on and talk about for <laughs> I guess hours. We're going to have you again on the show. But um, he prowls around like a roaring lion. So the enemy roars like a roaring lion and the ground shakes. Now, when the ground shakes, what happens is that herd is startled and they take off. Who gets left behind? The weak. The, the, the little one. The young. Mm-hmm. The weak, the sick, the slow. When the rest of the herd is gone and the others stray from the herd, because some of them, some of them are are not as smart. I don't know if it's their instincts or what, but sometimes they don't, they run in the opposite direction and they leave the herd. That's when the lionesses pounce. Whenever, whenever someone has been separated yeah, they from single out that herd, they single that 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 animal, and. That's when the kill takes place. So they basically divide the herd. Absolutely. It's smaller so they can devour them easily. And whenever we don't recognize truth, you know, the Bible says that a, that a, that a, a, a double-minded man is unstable in all of their ways. Whenever we're not living a life based on truth and we're not making decisions based on truth, but we're doing it based on subjective reasoning or uh, subjective feelings or opinions, mm-hmm. we are separating ourselves from truth, mm-hmm. which Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. And and I kind of want to use this uh, to, to kind of segue into another issue and another reason why One Nation Project exists. When we talk about that herd of wildebeests, that represents um, a whole, right? A body, mm-hmm. right? It's a body of animals. And we are the body of Christ. One of the things that we're seeing happen in the body here this year in 2021, it's actually been going on for, you know, a couple of decades now. We don't have a lot of discipleship going on. Mm, that's true. So a lot of people say um, that I just want to focus on the gospel. I want to let, I want to allow God to, to change their hearts. Yes, yes. I don't want to get involved in politics. Yes. Don't even start me. Here, politics can be messy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, there's a scripture, it's Matthew 16, 18, and, he sa- and, and Jesus says, And so, uh, also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we look at, 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 this, at this word church, but if you go back to the original language, that, that word was literally ecclesia. Mm-hmm. And that, the, the word for church being ecclesia, um, that word uh, literally means a governing body, right? This is a group of people that uh, it's a political assembly of citizens. Mm-hmm. Did you read the book of Etzabozo? <laughs> no, no, I have not read that you book. You got to get it. Yeah, it explains exactly that. Yeah. But whenever we take this, whenever we take this approach, if I just want to focus on the gospel, I don't want to get in, uh, involved in politics. Well, the enemy will get involved in politics. Yes. And if we're going to be the ecclesia, we can't just, you know, uh, ignore politics because it's, it's uncomfortable, yeah, but, so what, right. but what we see is we see a lot of, of churches today mm-hmm. that they don't get political. Yes. And here's the problem with that. God is a triune being. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He created us. We're also triune beings. We have our spirit, we have our soul, and we have our flesh. Whenever we give our lives to Christ, our spirit is justified. Our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, that's in the, mm-hmm. the, the Greek word for that is suke. That's where we get the word psychology. Our soul is the uttermost of our minds, our minds, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. Our soul doesn't get saved. Our spirit does. That's where we get the word justification. Our soul has to go through a process of of, um, renewal. 
Mm-hmm. That's why in, yeah, in yeah. Romans, mm-hmm. don't be conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing mm-hmm. of your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we the have body. our we have our body, our flesh. Mm-hmm. Right. Without discipleship, there's no renewal of the mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, you didn't say the body gets saved. Sorry. Yeah the the body doesn't. Okay. Yeah, the body doesn't. I mean, the body's temporary. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, our flesh gonna is temporary. Anyway. It's it's yeah, going to okay. perish. And the problem with I just want to focus on the gospel because the gospel literally means good news. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said to go and make disciples. But I'm not understand. Not go People and make say, converts. They say, I want to focus on the gospel. I mean, they want to focus on evangelizing people. What's the focus? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, basically preaching the gospel, preaching right? Preaching the gospel. So okay. it, does, it does zero. Uh, I mean, I don't want to, I don't really don't want to say that. Um, it's only half the equation. Whenever we just preach the gospel, we preach the good news because someone will get saved, but then what? Yeah, but I think uh, what we need is the full implementation of the fivefold ministries. Absolutely. 100%. That's why we have the evangelist and we have the, the teacher that yes. does the job of discipling. It's not that an evangelist can't do it. I mean, we all have Jesus Christ living in us, the apostle, the prophet, the, the teacher, the pastor, the I'm missing one. I know. Evangelist, you know, but I think it's. Because we don't have the fivefold ministries involved in the society. And I'm not talking about church, in the society. Because the church, I mean, this should be one and the same. You know, we, like you're saying, people, I don't want to get involved in, pol- in politics because I just want to be involved in my local church, in my local thing. Well, Jesus never meant for us to compartmentalize. No, it's one, one thing. Absolutely. Like, People have, I have a secular job. You don't have a secular job. You have a job that is the place that the Lord placed you to do the work of the kingdom. So yeah. it's one and the same. So what you're saying, we, we need... And the, where we're supposed to do our work is unto the Lord, no matter what it is. Yeah. yeah. And the equip, equipment of the saints is done by the fivefold ministries, and it shouldn't just be to the church, to the people that you find in that building, but it should be Absolutely. spread out. You know, everywhere you go, you are that minister, you know. Or and, 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 and what, what you we're need seeing... You label, you don't need... Yeah, yeah and, and what we're seeing is we're seeing people go to church and they're getting, you know, they're getting saved or born... I actually hate that word saved, but it sounds really passive. And I really hate the word accept, like, hey, did you accept Jesus? Like, yeah, I accept Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and, I, and Jesus. <laughs> it's just very, very passive. But um, what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of people go into church and they're getting some discipleship. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to cause division, so and we don't so we don't want to talk about controversial subjects like in the church anymore, especially in a lot of the mega churches. And I'm not anti-mega church. My my church would be considered a mega church, and uh, you know I hear people say all the time, "I don't like going to big church." Well, you're not going to like heaven then because it's going to be the biggest <laughs> worship service. So I'm not against mega churches. But whenever whenever you have a church that gets more concerned about not offending people instead of standing up for the truth, mm-hmm. how are there's a lot of people today that are Christians, and I fully believe in voting your values. Well, if you've really gone through a transformation and your heart, you know, you have a new heart, how can you still vote for the party of abortion? How can you still vote for the party of slavery and Jim Crow, mm-hmm. right? How can you vote for the party that, that, that believes in moral relativism? That, hey, if you're a girl... And, or, and, and you think you're a boy, it's okay. You can be a boy. Mm-hmm. How, do, how, do you, how can you say you're voting your values? Mm-hmm. I think, I, I believe, and, and I'm not saying that person's not born, or, or not born again or not saved or not a Christian, but I believe it's a lack of discipleship because the church doesn't want to challenge 
their tradition, their culture, their upbringing, mm-hmm. because it causes friction. But here's, here's what I know about two things, pressure and friction. Pressure is how diamonds are formed. Without pressure, you don't get those beautiful diamonds. Without friction, that locomotive doesn't start moving forward and start gaining the momentum for, mm-hmm. for, you know, to, to reach that, that, that place of momentum. And in the church, we have to stop looking at friction as a negative thing. Yeah. And in One Nation Project, what we're looking to do is it's all about serving and relationship because you know and 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 I'm, I'm bringing it back around here because it yes I like wanna... <laughs> this this is definitely discipleship mm-hmm. um, and we can call it you know we call it education because discipleship is more of a it's more Christianese yes but you know our mission is to unite people through community service which is basically serving I mean it's not basically it's what it is it's serving mm-hmm. and then education so why serving because serving allows us to take the focus off of ourselves and our problems and our own beliefs long enough to come together with people that may believe the exact opposite of us, but because we're not focused on our differences, we're focusing on what we have in common, and that is this fight against human trafficking or reaching homeless communities, you know, or, um, you know, uh, in our local communities. And one of the things that we want to do is we want to go and, and, and clean up schools that maybe not that maybe don't have it in their budget because of the tax dollars or what have you mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe they need the outs, the exterior power washed or they need the floors mopped and buffed and all that stuff. Or maybe there's communities, uh, you know, that are... Um, uh, that don't have a lot of money that they can't, the, the families that live in those houses can't afford to do repairs on their homes. They have holes in the floors, Mm -hmm. but we can step in and say, Hey, we'll fix that for you. We'll mow your yard. We'll paint your house. We'll fix the plumbing. Like we'll do that. Like whatever it is, um, that what we're serving, we're coming together. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what we want to do is we want to see law enforcement and fire and EMS and military, both active and veterans, as well as uh, elected officials come together with members of the community to do this. Because in that process, you start building relationships with people Mm. and mutual respect gets built. And once you have a good relationship with somebody, you can have a respectful conversation. Mm The other piece of that, though, is is that we have uh, an entire population of people that don't know how to communicate. So I I'm a huge fan, and I think uh, we you know, we talked about this before. I'm a huge fan of of Candace Owens, and I'm a huge yeah. fan of 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 Larry Elder. I love Larry Elder. I love Ben Shapiro. Yes. I love PragerU. Uh, I source PragerU for a lot of the stuff that mm-hmm. that we share. They're a great resource for us. Yes, I like the, all these people. And, well, I, yeah. and and you know I I love I love watching uh, Stephen Crowder, and I love his show Louder with Crowder. He's funny. Yes. You know, um, but here's but here's what I know is that while I personally agree with the phrase, facts don't care about your feelings, we're not robots. Yes, we do have feelings, yeah. And you have the feelings that you have, whether they're justified or not, those are your feelings, and they matter. Yes. And there's, there's, there's a saying, I heard John Maxwell say, that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Mm. By coming together and serving helps us to, to build that glue, to, to have relationships. Unity, yeah. But to go beyond that, we need to learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. We need to learn there are certain words that y- you just can't say. There, there are certain phrases, there are certain uh, ways that we say things that if we were to ask ourselves, am I speaking this in love or offense? 
Yeah. I, I, I do believe, and I heard... What's your uh, heart behind this? Yes. Yeah, and, and absolutely, <laughs> and that absolutely matters. Mm-hmm. You know, I, am I listening to respond and try to one-up the other person and prove them wrong because I want to be right more than I want to impact their life? Mm-hmm. Or am I listening to understand their perspective yeah. with empathy I, I, and meeting I, them where they're at instead of trying to tell them rise to my level? That's not, I mean, Jesus, yeah. yes. he met us where we're at and, yes. he, and, and, and he built relationship. Mm-hmm. And true life change really does happen in the context of relationship. I heard I, I, I want to say it was either it was either Bill Johnson or Chris Vallotton at Bethel. I heard this about four years ago, and it stuck with me ever since, is that the truth spoken outside of love can be just as damaging as a lie. That's why we aim to bring people together to do community service and to give back and then educate. So part of the part of the educational process isn't just learning the truth. It's not just learning about the real history of our forefathers and, you know, and and our what's happened in our nation up to now, learning about uh, you know, uh, digging into even controversial topics like racism in America, systemic racism, which is a complete fallacy. I agree. But if you go to somebody that believes systemic racism is real mm-hmm. and you say, you're dumb, like, like you know, like you're, you're still enslaved to the Democrat plantation. Like they still got you. Like, like if you do that, they're not going to listen to you. Yeah. 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 And so, and so we have to, you know, the education process is not just about, about uh, our nation, about the electoral college, you know, and and doing deep dive discussions on that stuff. It's not just about that stuff. It's also about getting back to learning how to communicate. Yeah. I appreciate that you said that about um, you know being slave to the Democrat plantation, because I I, I still you know um, there's n- I don't believe there is a systemic um, racism in the con- well in the country you know I, I I'm from Texas I live here, but uh, I've seen that people are still hurt yes. from slavery there there's still a scar, you know there's still something that is so that we cannot deny you know that people are still suffering they still you know there is something that needs still needs healing. Yes. And we cannot heal a heart with saying, what are you talking about? Are you dumb? This doesn't exist. But, you know, the total denial of what they feel in their heart. Let me talk about this from a different perspective, because when we're talking about the racist issue, that's a very triggering issue. So what I want to do is I want to try to bring a different different topic of perspective that that lends to this perspective. Let's say that you grew up and you were sexually abused your entire life and nobody knows and you're carrying those scars with you you're carrying the emotional baggage you're carrying the, the the damage that's done to you psychologically mentally spiritually and it's probably impacting even your financial well-being you have a very specific lens based mm-hmm. on those experiences through which you see the world and when you're looking at life through that lens you think that's reality now the lens that you're looking through doesn't reflect reality it reflects your perspective of it because of your past experiences mm-hmm. or even the stories that you've been told about their experience. Mm-hmm. Generational, right? It could be generational yeah. curses. Yeah. It could be generational struggles. It could be generational poverty. When I, th- when I look at truth, truth, actually, b- before I get there, have you ever, you're wearing glasses, right? Mm-hmm. When, when did you first start wearing glasses? Mm, when I was a teenager, 12. And how did you know that you needed them? How, how did your mom know to take you to get your eyes checked? Well, honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> but maybe I was 
doing something weird with my eyes. I was trying to see or... Because the uh, world, maybe the world was a little blurry. Yeah. Now, but, now or, let me ask you, is the world really blurry or was that just your perspective? It was my perspective, right. yeah. So so you go to the eye doctor and, you know, you, you, you go sit down and they put you down in this chair and then they, they bring this big old thing that's on kind of like this arm that this microphone is on yeah. and so it's much bigger and they put this thing over your eyes and you know and 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 they they cover up one eye so you can't see out of it and then you see these things flipping back and forth and the doctor's like is it better here or funny story uh there was one doctor i think her last name was also ellis and that's why i remember her but dr ellis uh have you ever talked to somebody and they kind of sang while they talked Mm-hmm. So th- this doctor did that. She was like, "Is it better here or here?" <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, kind of a sidebar, but I will never forget her. Um, but uh, but whenever they're doing that, right, and they're saying, you know, can you read that line for me? And I was like, that's still a little bit blurry. Okay, and then they adjust something, and you know, how about now? Can you read that? Okay, yeah, I can read it. And then they do a little bit more tweaking. What are they doing? They are aligning our perspective Mm. with reality because with our old perspective, the world looks blurry. And and, and if you try to get behind the wheel of your car Mm -hmm. and with blurry vision, because you're in your perspective being off, then what happens? You might have into an accident. You run into other people. Mm -hmm. uh, You might uh, wind up being seriously injured, hurt, or even worse being killed. Mm -hmm. You could seriously hurt, injure and kill someone else because your perspective is jacked up. Yeah. And that's what truth does. Truth realigns our perspective with reality and gives us an objective lens to see the world through. Mm -hmm. Going back to the story of someone that might have been sexually abused as a kid, because their perspective is so warped, Mm -hmm. then whenever uh, whenever a young man comes and you know gives her a hug, for example, innocently, she might have this reflex and going Mm -hmm. through her mind that, and she has this view that all men just want one thing from her because of her experience. Mm -hmm. Now, is that reality? No, it's her perspective. It's not the truth. It's her perspective. And then I walk in the door or or somebody else walks in the room and says, facts don't care about your feelings. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Jesus, (laughs) I'm trying not to get emotional. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Not whenever we were perfect, not whenever we were good enough. While we were still in our filth, whenever we were still dead, whenever whenever we still had all of our junk, Christ died for us. Mm. In One Nation Project, we really want to bring people together that are willing to do what Jesus did. Mm. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up their cross daily and follow me. Denying yourself isn't defending your point of view. Denying yourself is being willing to set aside your point of view, just like Jesus set aside his gunship. Mm, yeah. To say, where are you at? Yeah. What's going on? And that's what we really need. Now, it's not going to be easy. I fully know that most, most people uh, are really upset, especially after uh, this last election. A lot of people are angry. And I'm not saying that I don't believe in revolution. Uh, I do believe in revolution. I, I do believe, I, I don't believe in unnecessary violence, mm-hmm. but I do believe that uh, there does come a time where what we once considered unnecessary does indeed become necessary in order to um, 
to escape tyranny. And a lot of people think that, well, God's a pacifist or Jesus was a pacifist. Well, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, and his Father's not a pacifist. You go through, I'll look mm. all throughout the Old look Testament. What he did also, Jesus, when he found those uh, money changer at the temple. I mean, oh, yeah. that was meek. What I thought about as I was coming over here, the phrase that came to mind was revolution through revelation. Mm. Revolution through revelation. We need a revelation of mm. the truth. Not my truth, not your truth, not some subjective truth. We need a revelation of truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, mm. and the life. Everything that we do with One Nation Project, it's not to, to push a political agenda. It's 100% for, for God's glory. If we're not doing it ultimately to bring glory unto Him, then we're doing it for not. Now, we're not a, we're not a church. We're not a Christian organization. We're just an organization that happens to be Christians, and we're, in, we're using One Nation Project and allowing ourselves to be the hands and feet in Jesus of, of Jesus through One Nation Project. Mm. And that's why we pray first. You know, that, that everything that we do is built on that foundation because that has to be the very center of everything that we do. Otherwise, we're just basing everything that we do based on an opinion. We have to do everything from that foundation uh, mm-hmm. of truth. And so um, there, this is unfortunately with, you know, to keep for time's sake, there's a lot in my head. And I can tell you that there is no one or two ways that we're doing this. We understand that this is a multi-dimensional, if you will. Uh, there's multiple layers to how we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, and our vision is big. Our vision I mean, I'm 100% Texan, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I often joke and tell people I'm a Texan before I'm an American. The only thing that I am before I'm a Texan is a Christian. <laughs> um, but, I, I, but I love America. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love this nation. And our vision isn't just local. Yeah. Our vision isn't just for the state of Texas. Our vision is to have one serve day in mm-hmm. every single uh, major city and then also in little smaller towns and villages coast to coast. Sin. Going back to the strategy that you are you were talking about. So first step is to reach out to the community to have these serve serving days, serve days. And the second one, discipleship dash modern Educa- world yeah. education. How is this what do you envision happening in this education? How can you, you know, through the relations relationships that you build through serving, right? Yes. To, um to the trust that you've built. Yeah. So that's the second stage. Uh, that that that's stage two. That mm-hmm. and, and that that comes secondary for a reason. Can you give us just a little bit of that. I don't want yeah. you just to unveil all your plans here, but yeah. So I mean, you, uh, you know, you one of the ways that we want to do this is um, is through tribes or connect groups, right? So we've mm-hmm. been calling it connect groups because that's what I know them as. You know, Is it tribes. Tribes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. nice. Um, we, we've been calling them connect groups because being at Hope City and, you know, uh, that's just what we've known them as back in the day. You know, we would call them small, small groups, groups, connect you groups, know, or yeah. cell groups. Cell, the you cell. You know, cell, the cell. Yes, I'm, just, I'm aging myself with that terminology. Um, but uh, so, you know, tribes or connect groups. And, and, and it's we're looking for people that already believe a lot of the same things that we believe but um, they're feeling lost because I don't know about you, but a lot of the people that I know personally, they're either on one extreme or the other. 
Yes. They're, they're triggered uh-huh. on one side or the other. So we want to create a, a place where people can easily connect with others. It is ambitious to unite these two extreme. I've seen myself talking to some neighbors and they were very, you know, yeah. uh, giving me a hard time. And I was like, hey, <laughs> one of the I'm things, not looking for that. One of the things that's oh. really driving this idea is, you know, my wife and I went through uh, what was called freedom. And uh, it was a free, it's called a freedom group. And it was 12 weeks of really peeling back the layers of the onion of what we're dealing with um, on a very personal level, you know, starting with what is your approach to God. Is your approach to God the tree of knowledge of good and evil mm-hmm. or the tree of life? There are two different approaches that will ultimately uh, sculpt your view of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the way, you know, through the, the 12 weeks and then it ends in a conference, right? What What really... What really makes that so impactful is for the men and the women being able to split and start to talk about, dig into women's issues, men's issues, people opening up and then getting prayed for, and then ending in that conference. Uh, there's so, I'll just say this about freedom. Freedom is what saved our marriage. Mm. So we, we've been married. Uh, we just celebrated being married 12 years back in October, this last October. And uh, we, we had been separated three times. And on the verge of divorce twice, and uh, freedom is what saved her. I know that that framework works. We mm-hmm. experienced it. And so we want to do something very similar. We want to create a 12-week curriculum that people can go through in a small home group, connect group setting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the homes, mm-hmm. and build relationship, have food, refreshments, all that stuff, and allow people to be able to lead those, right? Because discipleship is also about raising up leaders. Mm. And, and, and so we, we want to have those going on all over the country. That's just one aspect. Um, and, and, and one thing I'll throw in there is that the, after every semester, we want to have a huge blowout. Now, what does it look like right now? I don't know, but I can tell you what comes to mind uh, doing an event after every semester is to have powerhouse speakers um, you know, come and uh, having music and it just being a fun experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Do you remember uh, Acquire the Fire? No, no. So Acquire the Fire was Teen Mania Ministries, but Acquire the Fire, uh, and, and they're they're no longer around today. Um, and just a quick shout out to Ron Luce if he's if he ever listens to this. He's <laughs> such an awesome guy. Um, but Acquire the Fire was just it was a Friday night, night all day Saturday, and it was where people came to like teenagers came together, and we're talking like an arena full of teenagers, youth groups from all over the area would come, and every weekend they were doing something right every mm-hmm. every year. But teenagers were able to escape the distractions in the world long enough for God to. To, 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 to just really capture their heart yeah. and it's, hence acquire the fire, the wow. fire of God. Mm. And in our connect groups, we want to do something very similar, that same type of, of energy. I'm not saying it's, it's not necessarily going to be a, a, be a revival, right, or a mm-hmm. church conference, but it's to, it's to seal everything that they have learned over the last 12 weeks mm. and have powerhouse speakers like uh like like Charlie Kirk, you know, uh, from Turning Point USA and like all of these people come into and, and just kind of seal everything and finalize everything at, in, in a celebratory format mm-hmm. and then being able to have I mean like one of the one of the 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 music artists right off the top of my head that I want to have uh you know book for these events is 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 Topher. So Topher um, and and TMR. So TMR is uh, the marine rapper. Topher's a 
Topher's a Christian. He's a, he's a he's a just an awesome guy. They they release a song called The Patriot, um, which I encourage. I'll actually when we're done here, I'll let huh. you check it out. But it's called The Patriot, okay. um, and it's just an awesome song. But anyways, I, I want to have those kinds of musicians come. And there's another there's another um, uh, another band uh, that's based here in Texas, actually Victoria. I don't know if they're still based out of Victoria, Texas, but it's called Seventh Day Slumber. And I love Seventh Day Slumber, um, but being being able to just have a celebration, mm-hmm. right? So that's one aspect of that. But then we're also creating a membership, mm-hmm. kind of like the NRA, right? So the NRA, uh, you can be a member of the NRA, and uh, and that me- that membership comes with certain benefits, and they have different tiers of membership. We're going to offer the same. Um, we're going to offer a, a, a multi-tiered membership. Um, it's going to come with several different benefits. One of the benefits is going to be you're going to have access to uh, training and education that aren't going to be publicly available. The approach that we're going to, they're going to, we're going to take is kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where you show five or six minutes, you know, publicly and then say, Hey, if you want to, right. Just, yeah, just a a, a teaser. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you want to to learn more, you know, to, to join, you know, join our OMP Mm -hmm, membership, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And, but then we're also going to have some that are not going to be free. And we're also going to have some that are certifications. So we want to be able to certify Mm -hmm. and add value in that way where, where people can take quizzes, can take Mm -hmm. tests, get an official certification, and then they can proudly display it on their LinkedIn profiles or what, like Mm -hmm. things that can really add value. And so, and so, you know, those are just, those are just a couple of Mm -hmm. of the things that we're, we're looking to do. And, uh, and one other thing that I'll mention is that, um, we're, we're currently working on also creating a curriculum for churches. That's Interesting. Yeah. Because again, uh-huh. it goes back to that whole that whole discipleship, the being the yeah. ecclesia. Yeah. Churches need to be involved in the process. Yes. They need to. Yes. And so putting together curriculums uh, and empowering the churches to teach their own curriculums or even create their own connect group mm. curriculum out of it. But but we're but we're aiming to help that process mm. along. Mm. So Mm-mm. Okay, comes again to mind what you said in a few minutes ago, you know, uh, revolution through revelation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting that you said that. Very good. And one key that I, I know, a, a big pet peeve of mine is uh, people that just do pure education. Like, it's boring. Yeah. It needs to be engaging. That's why I call it mm-hmm. edutainment. It needs to be entertaining <laughs> and engaging, but in, in, the, in the same time, How you're you learning some edutainment. Edutainment. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it needs to be it needs to be uh, entertaining. Mm-hmm. So you hold people's attention, yeah. but it needs to be engaging. But at the same Best time, they're, they're learning something. Engaging, yeah. And the other piece of that is don't tell people what to believe. Ask them questions mm-hmm. and let them come to the conclusion themselves. Yeah, that's what good coaches yeah. understand. That's what good trainers and I mean, I, I've and my background is in training, sales training. I give you the information that you need, and then you can get to the conclusion on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Listen, Lee, this conversation—I think we can go on for a couple of more hours. We probably right? could. <laughs> yeah, I think you have so much within you. And um, I, I, will, I will be praying for you because I really feel that there's a call in your life. And uh, God is really um, rooting you. I mean, he's building your roots. And sometimes roots are not visible from outside. Have you, uh, do you know about the bamboo plant? The bamboo tree? I don't know if it's a plant or a tree. But the bamboo, when you plant it, it's very, it stays very small for a long time. But in the meantime, it's, it's growing its roots. Yeah. And they're going deep. Now, when the bamboo is ready to grow on the visible world, 
you can't kill it. You can't uproot it. It's so difficult. We had wow. some bamboo in our backyard some years ago. We put acid on it because wow. we weren't able to kill it. You can't kill bamboo. And you know how tall that grows and how much it spreads out? This is, I really believe that God is doing the bamboo treatment to you. He's giving you the bamboo treatment. Because then when the bamboo grows and it starts growing upward, you can't stop. It's like the weed. And yeah. it's beautiful and it's strong and it's so versatile. It can be used to, for, to make furniture. It can be used for, uh, uh, for flooring. It can be used for just for beauty, you know, just to, um, uh, I don't even know how to say that. But it's so versatile. As a, This wood is so versatile and flexible, by the way, you know. It's strong and flexible and very versatile. And it's easy, you know, to have bamboo because it, you have to wait the process of the, 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 the roots, you know, mm -hmm. to hold on to the ground. But once you have it, once it's out, it's out. And so you can have plantations of bamboo and you can use it for everything, basically. One thing I definitely want to share with you as well is that that is uh, confirmation from, uh, it's something I want to encourage you with. Mm -hmm. So, are, are you familiar with the redwood, the, these giant redwood trees out in California? No, uh, this is my. So these 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 redwood trees, they grow hundreds of feet tall. I mean, mm. they are massive. But surprisingly enough, their roots don't go down that. But whenever the storms come, they don't fall over. As a matter of fact, a tree could die, and that tree still won't fall over, even though it's massive and it's wow. heavy. Here's why. The roots don't go down that deep. What they do is the roots from all of the redwood trees in that forest connect with one wow. another. And it creates this foundation where all of the trees are sharing nutrients. And, 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 it, and, and the reason why I'm sharing that is because that has to do with uh, the community that we build up for ourselves, our connections. Mm -hmm. that, that has to do with, um, with our, the tribe right, that we build. And so, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about some of the people that God is bringing into your life and how even us kind of connecting is not by accident. Mm -hmm. I want to share that. I, I wanted to share that with, because I believe that between what you said about the roots going down deep, mm -hmm. and then you couple that, what if, what if the roots not only go down deep, but then they also intertwine, mm -hmm. right? Wow. Um, I, I believe that's what God is, is trying to do. And, and I want to I want to make sure that I encourage everybody out there because it's something that I've been experiencing. Just because something doesn't happen as easily for you as it might be might happen for somebody else, or might appear to happen for somebody else, because a lot of times what we're seeing is we're seeing the highlight reel. We're not seeing the backstory, mm -hmm. and we're not seeing the amount of blood, sweat, tears, and time that went into you know. It's kind of like mm -hmm. you know, it took me ten years to become an overnight success type of thing. So we're not seeing that backstory. Um, I want to, you know, we're going through something right now, One Nation Project, where it appears and it feels, and I'm using that word specifically, uh, you know, very strategically, it feels like um, everything is a struggle. And we've even had people tell us that, well, if things are not happening so easily for you, maybe God's trying to tell you something, you know, and hinting at the fact that maybe this isn't what God wants you to do. And, uh, and I want to encourage somebody cause I, 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 I'm almost certain that somebody's going to be listening to this and they might be going through something similar. And, uh, what if 
What if the disciples and the apostles took that approach? That 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 were you know Paul was in jail how many times? Jesus took that approach. What if Jesus Only took twelve that? people left? Yeah, disciples, you know, murdered, killed for their executed for their faith, mm. um, for the work that they were doing. Things didn't come easy to them. There are going to be some times where God opens doors and. And it's going to be an easy road, but just because the road doesn't feel as easy for you and appear as easy for you as it feels for somebody else doesn't mean that that's not God's will for your life. Because we have to remember that we have an enemy, the devil, that hates us. Jesus said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. So we need to always look to Jesus Mm -hmm. is what you're doing and what God's calling you to is that, uh, and let me rephrase, let me approach this differently. If what is happening to you and you run it past that, is this trying to steal, kill, and destroy from me in my life? Or is this yeah. bringing me life and life more abundantly? We need to recognize that the enemy doesn't want us to succeed. We become a threat to the enemy whenever mm-hmm. we've been complacent for so mm-hmm. long and then we finally snap out of our apathy mm-hmm. and decide to take action. We're a new threat to the enemy. And he does, yeah. the enemy's not omnipotent. He doesn't know everything like God mm-hmm. does. Um, and so he doesn't know what's on the inside of us, except for you know the truth that greater is he that is in me than he that is yeah. in the world. But he doesn't know what's in here. No, 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 no. He can't read our mind or anything. Yeah. So we become a threat. And then I'll, this will be the last thing I say on that topic, because a lot of times we'll go through, like, we'll start to be obedient to what God's calling us to do. And then all of a sudden we start, like our life becomes a struggle. And then we see everybody around us getting blessed. I'm like, well, God, where's mine? Yeah. There are, you know, you, you know the story that there, a third of the angels fell. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we call demons, you know, today. There are two angels for every one demon. Yes. Whenever we start praying, we start seeking after God and we start being obedient, we become a new, we become a threat. The enemy doesn't have as many resources as God. So sometimes, you know, there's going to have to be two or three or four demons trying to oppress us and that might freak somebody out. I mean, I I, this I can't is math, okay? Yeah. Two, a third of the angels means that two Angels are available. But, <laughs> but what happens is that means that those demons are having to stop oppressing somebody else to come oppress you. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, people around you start getting breakthrough. Yeah. And they start seeing freedom in their lives because you stepped up and started yeah. praying, seeking God, and, and, and walking in the purpose that God has for your life. But here's what happens. Well, in we the, outnumber the devil in every corner. Oh, absolutely. You know, no... and, and, here's, and here's what happens. And, oh, and... and I, I promise this will be the last thing that I say. Sorry, because it's like, like <laughs> you just want to keep going. So okay. if you if you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Orange, orange juice. juice. Yeah. If you squeeze an apple, what comes out? Apple juice. Apple juice. Yeah. Now, if you squeeze an orange, apple juice came out. That'd be kind of weird, right? Definitely. Why is it that whenever Christians get squeezed, everything but Christ comes out? Mm-hmm. Here's what I believe. I believe that whenever the devil squeezes you, Mm-hmm. That you ought to get Jesus all over him. You get enough Jesus on him, and he'll let. He don't want to have nothing to do yeah, with you anymore. Yeah. That's freedom. Hallelujah. So true. That's freedom. Mm. So, no matter what you're going through, anybody that's listening to this, I want to encourage you to keep pushing forward. If you believe that that you're doing what God has called you to do, and it's not coming easy, doesn't mean that God's changed His plan. It doesn't mean that God's changed His mind. I want to encourage you to push through because on the other side of that pain is purpose.
And I also want to encourage you that in order to have a breakthrough, you literally have to break through something. And sometimes God is trying to teach us something in the process or in the moment uh, or in mm-hmm. the circumstances that we're at. doesn't mean that he's the author of the circumstances and he's not the author of the pain, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that there's not something that we can't learn because, yeah. you know, we grow. And then whenever we do finally break through, we've got the wisdom and the experience and we've got what we need in order to then scale whatever that vision is that God's given us. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing this last part. You know, it's, I believe there are people out there that really needed to hear it. Thank you for being so uh, vulnerable. You know, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Listen, oh, absolutely. I really hope we can have you again on, the, on this uh, show. I really feel that Yes, we should have you again. So I'd, I'd, I'd be honored. Yeah, yeah, we I mean, are honored. I was honored that you that you asked me to be <laughs> on here to begin with. I was like, absolutely. I, I just just believe that God is just bringing the right people to Faith Uncensored, and I think you're one of the right people. Capital R, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're one of. And them. And likewise. Yeah, and so with this, we're gonna close this episode. If you guys liked us, you know, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram. And uh, also, I have an email address. You can write to me, uh, host at um, faithuncensoredpodcast.com. It's pretty long, I know, but it's our name, Faith Uncensored Podcast. You can't go wrong. And uh, you can shoot us an email. And please, if you like us, leave a five-star review. You know, we just need reviews. We're just brand new out here, and we need your support. And we are here because we. I, I was personally fed up with the passive with the situation and be silent about my faith i love jesus very much and i i'm i'm here to say it and i'm here to also encourage people that are struggling out there so if you like lee like i liked him you know listen to the podcast send it to your friends i believe there is a message that lee has and i believe there is a a deep revelation that One Nation Project is carrying. So you may want to look look him up on Facebook. Are you on? Fa- where are you on Facebook? Yeah, we're we're on we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, and um, and we are on um, Telegram. And I want to say there's one other one that we're on, but uh, yeah, you, you, but you can basically and, and on YouTube. Okay. So you can find us. Our, our handle is One Nation Proj. So O N E. N a t i o n p r o j, and you—that's that, where we're where we're on all of the social channels. So One Nation Proj. Okay, okay. So thank you for much, so much for coming today, and we're gonna air this in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> awesome! I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> okay, God bless you, and stay tuned with the new episodes. God bless you guys. Have a good day.